0: everybody, to episode number 37 of the Throwdown Thursday podcast. My name is Patrick Rayhall. I am known as Patsy the Angry Nerd. I will be your host this evening. Please keep your tray tables up and your seat backs in their locked upright position. <laughs> it may be a bumpy ride as we head down, down to Skull Island. We're going to take a, uh, a pontoon plane much easier than a boat. Joining me today is the lovely mistress of Merlot, the real housewife of Transylvania, the jelly to my peanut butter, Ashes my nightmare.
1: I love jelly. I don't think you're ready for this jelly.
0: Oh, you saying that I'm, I'm jelly? <laughs> you're no. Jelly? Like- good because that's it's it's,
1: it's uh it's in response to it's a destiny's child song oh i don't
2: think you're ready for this i don't think you're ready for this
1: well i regret it <laughs> bootylicious for you babe
0: all right well uh on, speaking of bootylicious <laughs> speaking of bootylicious we are also joined by our producer extraordinaire johnny wolfenstein wolfie how you doing today <laughs>
3: Uh Bootylicious.
0: <laughs> As always. Uh, and uh joining us from the Maximum Security Prison for Supervillains, the Raft, broadcasting live, Agent Nicole.
2: Hello everybody. Uh, yes I am in prison.
0: She's using her one phone call for this. We That's- feel very lucky. Yeah, it's gonna be
2: very, very
1: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> So what did you do to get yourself in there?
2: What do you think I did?
3: <laughs> she tried to get at uh, Benedict, come a bunch again.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yep. She uh, yep, broke that's what into I did. she broke into the sanctum sanctorum and uh, lifted up the bed sheets to take a look at the eye of Agamotto.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it winked. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Yep.
1: saw <laughs> yeah. just how strange a- the doctor really is.
0: Ugh. She tried <laughs> oh fondling his Infinity Stones. <laughs> <laughs> so we are, uh, today, we are discussing a, uh, a character that we've been putting off because, you know, he's got a new film coming out tomorrow, uh, and it's a, a film that, uh, I am greatly looking forward to, because I think it's going to be awesome. I am talking, of course, about King Kong. Not to be confused with The King of Kong Island, which is a totally different movie and has nothing to do with giant monkeys.
1: Or King Dongs, which are uh, fun snacks.
0: They are fun snacks. <laughs> or King
3: of uh, King of Kong.
0: That's true. Yeah. Or Queen Kong, the 1976 uh, super campy British film that I watched in uh, preparation for this. But no, we are going to be discussing the various incarnations of Kong starting in 1933 and then jumping over to 1976 and then the uh, reboot from 2005 with Peter Jackson's uh, directorial guidance. So, what we're going to do first is we do have uh, a voicemail. I mean, I'm sorry, an email. We have an email. Uh, an electronic mail. It's, if you're unfamiliar with that, it's sort of like a uh, quiet phone call uh, because you can only hear one thing.
3: Did it come from a personal email?
0: Uh, it came from is
3: a... This, is a, this a secure server? What? what?
0: This is a very uh, insecure <laughs> server. It's from
2: it's
3: AOL. <laughs> <laughs> just I, tell it you could it be CompuServe or Prodigy. prodigy. Netscape.
0: I was just
2: going to say Netscape.
0: <laughs>
2: um, oh, my God, Netscape.
0: But it is our uh, from our good friend uh, Riku, who asks us, uh, because SpeakPipe was not working, uh, he asks, What movies, comics, or games are on your uh, hall of shame? Those classics everyone talks about, but for some reason you've never seen. For example, I haven't seen any of the Terminator films or read the Dark Knight Returns comic." Now, the reason this is relevant is, uh, Ashes, this was your first time actually sitting down and watching all of these films.
1: Yes. um, So I am a lover of classic Hollywood movies. And I have seen bits and pieces of the 33 King Kong, but I've never actually seen it. It's an, in its entirety. So um, in prepar- obviously in preparation for this episode, we sat down and we watched uh, the 33, the 76, and the 2005 movies. So it gave me a, an opportunity to actually sit down and watch the movie in its entirety and see Fay Wray and all of her glory. And yeah, so I, I, I was able to knock the 33, version of king kong off of my list of shame so that was awesome
0: yeah and i I was already very familiar with this because i had seen it like a million times when i was a kid you know yet again shout out to uh burncoat video because that's where uh, we rented it (laughs) so uh we're gonna start uh with you miss uh agent uh in jail nicole um (laughs) what is your list of shame
2: Alright, so my list of shame, number one is Back to the Future or the franchise series, whatever. Um, Terminator as well. I haven't seen any of the Terminator films. I'm sorry. You should have seen uh, Patrick's face
1: right now. His face just like lit up when you said Terminator. Well,
0: that just gives us an excuse to cover the Terminator and make you watch all five movies.
1: And it's also an excuse for you to do the impression that no. you like to do. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but that's, that's from Predator. That's not from Terminator.
2: Um, And then uh, I haven't seen all of the Dark Knight series, the one that Christopher Nolan directed. I haven't seen all of them. And, Which one haven't uh, you seen? That's it.
0: Which one haven't you seen?
2: <laughs> uh, I refuse to answer that question. <laughs>
0: Well, you know, you, you haven't seen all of them. Like, have you seen part of all of them? <laughs> That's or a weird have one. you seen <laughs> all of one and not the other? Like, it's not a big deal. Like, we're not making fun of you. Like, this is, like, I'm going to, I'm certainly going to be raising some eyebrows when I mention my list, but which ones have okay, you seen?
2: I I've only seen bits and pieces of the second one. I haven't seen the first or the third one.
0: Okay. Well, we'll, uh, we'll have to change that. Um... um. Ashes, how about you? What's your, uh, what's your list?
1: Um, okay, so I need to preface this by uh, listing some things that I have actually knocked off of my list of shame recently. So um, the 33 King Kong... Die Hard 1 and 2, which we watched over the Christmas season. I yep. still need to see the third one. And apparently to purist the fourth one does not exist. So Neither does the need, fifth one. <laughs> um, so, you know, I only need to see <laughs> one more. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Alien and Aliens. I watched those um, a few months ago in preparation for a podcast as well. Yeah, the so, Ripley one. Yeah, the yeah, Ripley episode. Yeah. So, I mean, I still have to see... Um, There's like Aliens 3 and 4. And I I have seen um, Alien vs. Predator. I'm not sure. I mean, I don't know if that's on anybody's list, but I'm just throwing it out there. There's also Alien vs.
0: Predator's Requiem. Okay.
1: Um, But right now, my list of shame consists of Suspiria, Um, Indiana Jones, I've seen the first one, have not seen the rest. Uh, All of the Lethal Weapon movies, now I've seen bits and pieces of some of them. I know enough about them to kind of, you know, uh, make a connection as far as pop culture references go, but I have not seen any of them in its entirety. I have not seen Blade Runner. I have not seen um, Big, Trouble, I haven't either. Big Trouble in Little China. Uh, that's, that's on my list, too. One that people, um, I, as a fan of Kurt Russell, I find that I still find that hard to believe that I have not seen it. Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to think um,
2: there are there are several on my you list have to be and drunk to see that <laughs> sorry you have, be, you have to be drunk to see big big uh- Little China, whatever Big trouble it is, in Little, China, Little China, Big Trouble. You yeah, to be drunk to see
1: Big China. <laughs> um, and I'm trying. I, I had a difficult time coming out. Like I've told Patrick, I'm like, I'm going to need your help with this because he knows he knows of more movies that I haven't seen than I do. <laughs>
0: well, there's also there's some that are on my list that I've not uh, I've not seen that I really uh, I really feel like I should, but. I'm going to go last. Uh, Wolfie, how about you, buddy? What do you, what do you got on yours?
3: Okay, well, there's... I mean, there's so many movies out there. And I'm going off... I'm going to go with, like, classics right now. So I'm looking at AFI's 100 Greatest American Films. This is a list that was compiled in 1998. So it, you know, it, it was a while ago. But I think a lot of these probably still stand. And of the top 20... 100 Greatest Films, as told by AFI. I have seen four of them. Oof. Yeah, so there's Citizen Kane. I haven't seen Citizen Kane. I haven't seen Casablanca. I haven't seen The Godfather. I haven't seen God with the Wind. I haven't seen Lawrence of Arabia. I haven't seen The Graduate on the waterfront, Singing in the Rain. Actually, I've seen most of Singing in the Rain, but not the whole thing. I haven't seen It's a Wonderful Life. I haven't seen Sunset Boulevard, The Bridge on the River Kwai. Some Like It Hot, All About Eve, The African Queen, Chinatown, and One Flew Over the Cuckoo's nose. I Haven't seen any of those.
0: What's funny about the bridge on the River Kwai, the guy who wrote that, Pierre Boulet, mm-hmm. also wrote Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. Like That's, the actual novels. Yeah. It's like a big departure from one to the other.
3: Now, there's of genre fair. The one I get a lot of shit for is The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. That's on my list. I've not seen it and mine too what are some others I'm trying to think. there was like one other one that i had in mind that now just kind of has has left me so i mean that's a pretty good list though <laughs> yeah. so i i guess i could uh, yeah i could stop there i i think go ahead nicole
2: oh i think you would really like one flew over the cuckoo's nest that's one of my oh, yeah. absolute favorites oh, yeah. i think you I'm, i think you would really enjoy it
3: i'm sure i'd love all these films it's just when when i when i started to appreciate film more i at the time i was working yeah. at i worked at a video store and then i was a film projectionist and so i saw all pretty much i <laughs> rented everything in the horror section uh when i was working at the video store and then when i was a projectionist i saw everything that came through so mm-hmm. from i would say 1998 to 2002 2003 i saw almost almost every film that hit the cinema nice. at oh. that time and the last year and a half was at an art house theater so i got to see a lot of more you know kind of foreign art house type stuff Uh, i saw amelie about seven times in the theater (laughs) (laughs) because i love that movie but so there's a ton i haven't seen and there's a ton of stupid shit i have seen like turkish star wars or (laughs) you know so you know there's there's some i could trade in if 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 that was a thing.
1: I know, yeah. right? It's like, I haven't seen any of the Godfather movies, but I can quote Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion verbatim. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, you know, like, sh- <laughs> shit, shit happens, you
0: know? I will, I will say, though, Wolfie, that uh, of that list yep. that you just mentioned, I would say, I would agree with Nicole. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. I mean, you've got, I think this was Danny DeVito's first film role, like, maybe first yeah, role overall. And yep. a young, young, young Christopher Lloyd like and they're um, all playing yeah, yeah. fucking lunatics? Like yeah, um, that's that's
3: let me just come clean. The ones in the top twenty that I have seen are The Wizard of Oz, Schindler's yep. List, Star Wars, oh. and Psycho.
0: That's pretty uh
3: Universal. Pretty, yeah. Was
0: like, pretty, <laughs> like you know, uh, Wizard everyone of Oz everyone's is seen Wizard on. of Oz, yeah. Which is why I'm surprised you haven't seen It's a Wonderful Life.
3: Yeah, I just I don't know, I think at the time that it was on you know, when I was younger, I just didn't care. You know,
1: it's not that great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one of those
0: like you should see it and knock it off your list. All right, so I'll go now with my list. I actually added a couple as we were we were talking because uh, you guys mentioned a couple: Big Trouble in Little China, uh, Good, Bad, and the Ugly. I haven't seen either of those, uh, but I need to knock that off my list. But uh, they live, um, which I got some uh, some some flack from a certain Atlantean because she was surprised I'd never seen it. And I was going to watch it, but I can't find my copy of it anywhere. Uh, The Seven Samurai, which I've seen The Magnificent Seven, which is uh, what this one is based on, and this actually beat Godzilla in 1954 for the Japanese Academy Awards for Best Picture. Uh, King Kong Escapes, which I just picked up. It's one I haven't seen, but I kind of want to see. It's King Kong versus Robot King Kong. Um, One from... uh, uh, an old Elm Street Kids episode that we uh, we talked about our top our top movies, a Meet the Feebles, that you guys kept mentioning and sounds amazing. Chinatown. Never seen Chinatown. <gasps> never seen Escape from New York or L.A. Don't you mean Chinatown? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen Fantasia in its entirety. What? I've what? never seen Ben-Hur, The French Connection, or Escape from Alcatraz. Those are movies that are on my list.
3: Uh, I haven't seen most of those either.
2: I I think you would really enjoy Ben Hur. Like a lot of growing up, I watched a lot of old films, classic old films. So I'm like listening to this. I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe it. But then I can realize when people give me shit for not watching Back to the Future, so I can't say anything.
0: No, I mean, there's always going to be a movie. Like (laughs) nobody sees everything that I mean. Unless you're El Gore, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Unless, yeah. Well, even he just he just had something that he uh, crossed off his list. He had never seen um, very recently. I forget what it is now, but it was something that's like, wow, you hadn't ever seen this. That's kind of surprising because he watches like fifteen hundred movies a, a year. He watches
3: about two a day.
0: Yeah, he's which is damn. Yeah. Well, I I uh, I've been you know ramping up my movie watching. I I've gotten to about forty five so far this month. Or this year, and we're recording this on March something fourth. Fourth, yeah. Uh, I've I only watched five all of January, and I and I watched thirty in February. So I did a I did a lot of movies. More than one a day. Yeah, and I've been trying to watch a lot of stuff that I haven't. Um, I think I skipped over this somehow, but the uh, Phantasm series. I'd never seen any of those. I just started watching those. I watched the first one, Dynamo. Let me borrow the second one. And I began the third one because everybody was telling me don't watch Phantasm Ravager until you watch the rest of them. So I figure I should probably watch the rest of them. So yeah, we've had a couple people with the with Terminator on their list. You know, a couple people with uh, Godfather. Actually, I'm the only one of the four of us who's seen The Godfather, which um kind of crazy. Like, but you it's would one not of those,
1: it's so, like, prevalent in pop culture. Like, if you see something, you kind of know that it's a Godfather reference without having actually seen the movie.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, it's, um... I read the book, and it's one of those, like, it's so similar to the book. It's so, um... Not... What's the word I'm looking for? Not loyal. Adapt, uh... uh... True to the book. It's true to the book. Um, that you know you could read the book and you would get. Oh,
1: you know what else is on my list of shame, Patrick?
3: Uh, Moana. 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 Because <laughs> you
1: haven't taken me to fucking see Moana.
3: You, what a heartless bastard you are!
1: <laughs> anytime, no, no, no. I need to preface this by saying anytime there's a movie that Untrue. he really wants to go see, Untrue. What? Untrue. When?
0: Have I seen John Wick yet? John Wick 2?
1: Okay, but but, but every time
0: Uh, He named one. Every time (laughs) there's a movie
1: that you really want to go see, like we almost always end up going to to see it. Like, we kind of made the decision that maybe we'll see John Wick when it's out of theaters, just because there's a lot going on right now, and there's a lot of movies. um, There are a lot of movies in theaters right now, and a lot more coming out, so sometimes you have to prioritize. But nine times out of ten, when we go and see a movie, it's because it's on your list, you really want to see it.
2: And plus, Moana came out around October, so you had all from last year to now to take her to see Moana.
0: I would like Wanna to see Moana. I would like to introduce into evidence Cinderella. I would like in to introduce into evidence Saving Mr. Banks.
1: Oh wow, too! In the entire time
0: like we've to been dating, introduce into evidence.
3: Alice in Wonderland. Patrick, you're not good at this whole husband thing. <laughs> yeah. you, got, you, you got some lessons to learn, my friend.
1: Okay, and and not to say that I don't like the movies that we go to see. You know, I enjoy the action flicks. I enjoy the comic book movies, and you know, we just recently went to see Get Out because that was on that both was your, of our. Uh, it was, that was on both of our lists. You were
0: more excited to see it than I was.
1: Um, but there, you know, as far as, you know, a movie that I'm really excited to see, we see more movies that Inside you're really out. excited to see.
0: The, the. <laughs> He's this. going back like three years now. <laughs> He's like,
1: okay. Um, well, <laughs> that's
0: because for a long time, we'd make it to two to three movies a year. I think we've seen in total, what, 12 movies in the theater since we've been together yeah, it's, And I it's, just named 7 that you wanted to see. Oh, don't even so get me started name
2: 3.
0: No. I think
1: I think we need I, to go to break before uh something <laughs> happens on air that we can't take Eat back. It. And I'm missing
2: this. And I'm missing this.
0: That's your fault for being in jail.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Stop. Yeah, well, I don't have a right. Stop to get out of jail.
0: <laughs> Stop. Fondling Benedict Cumberbatch's infinity stones when he's sleeping, and then that yeah, won't happen. Yeah, stop
1: stalking Benedict cucumber snacks, okay? Just stop it.
0: Blenderdick, come a bunch.
2: Just tell me how I live my life, damn it. Just kidding.
0: Alright, so yeah, we probably should go to our first break so we can come back and talk about Kong, the true king of the dance. <laughs> <laughs>
3: All right. <laughs> you say so. Trick or treat radio is a phantasmagorical spin kick straight to the heart of pop culture, navigated by the Deadites. We are the world's greatest electroshock band, we destroy monsters, we drink booze, and we win championship belts. If you're not listening to Trick or Treat radio, here's a taste of what you've been missing. There's three guarantees in life. What are they? Death, taxes, and trick-or-treat radio every Friday morning. This is one of the most convoluted movies I've ever seen in my life. I'm fucking trying,
4: man. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, yeah. It's like you ah. took
3: a shit on a pile of shit. But you shit on him right. for liking what he likes. Yeah, well, it's my job. This <laughs> podcast is now banned in Germany.
4: It's me, Giovanni Lombardo Shut up. I call bullshit. I
3: demand yeah. someone to bring me the face of
4: Lindsay Okay. If I had genitals, I would definitely bang her. Oh, wait. Is she a great big fan
2: person? You just hit the jackpot.
4: This is a weird movie, huh? It had action. It had suspense. It had great characters. It had great acting. I'm
2: going to strangle you with my
3: jockey shorts. I don't like mobster movies. All right, well, here's my take. You're a sick fuck. Thank you. Now shut the fuck up and let me talk. Have you ever seen 2001? The, the Box, okay. right? The Box and The Monkey. Available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Trick-or-Treat Radio.com. I read it there. Stoops, Pat Hanks. This is Bobby Chains, Uncle Polly, from the Unchained
4: Podcast, and you're listening to Throwdown Thursday, hashtag Team Nicole. Be there or be Arthur!
0: Hello, everyone. Thank you for coming back. We missed you ever so much. So, there was uh, something that uh, I I had to... um, I have to say, because you guys reminded me of it, because no one had seen The Godfather, and uh, I'm sure there's reasons for it, but you reminded me of this clip from The Family Guy... TV show uh, where they're all about to die because their panic room is filling up with water, <laughs> and so everyone is uh, confessing things, and uh, this is what happens.
4: Mm.
3: Looks <laughs> like It's not in there very good. <laughs> Technical difficulty, folks.
0: <laughs> I'm a Okay, Patrick the is technically difficult. <laughs> I'm not technically. That's no. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> you just are.
0: There's no. D- yeah, there's no technicality involved there. Hold on, all that I can. I think I can fix it. Uh, ah. See, I had to take the case off my phone prior to doing it, so now we. Can. Is he going to do it? But since we're all ah. going to
4: die, there's one more secret I feel I have to share with you. I did not care for the Godfather. What? Did not care for the Godfather. How can you even say that, I Didn't Dad? like, didn't like it. Peter, it's so good. It's uh, this, like the perfect movie. I, this is what everyone always says. Uh, says oh, Robert my De Niro, Al Pacino. I, I mean, listen, you never see... Robert Duvall! I, no, I, no, fine, fine actor. Did not like the movie. Why not? Did not couldn't get into it. Uh, explain yourself. What it, didn't you like about it? It insists upon itself, Lois. What? It insists upon it. What does that even mean? Because it has a valid point to make. It's insisted. It takes forever getting in. And you, spend, you spend like six and a half hours, and then, you know, I can't even get through I can't even finish a movie. I've never even seen the You've ending. You've never seen the ending? Well, well, how can you say you don't like it if you haven't even given it a chance? I well, agree with Joey.
2: It's not really fair. I have
4: tried on three separate occasions to get through it, and I, I get to the scene where all the guys are sitting around on the easy chairs. Yeah, it's and a ra- great scene. I love that scene. It's not a noted great... in every annal. I have no idea what they're talking about. It's like they're speaking a different language. That's where I lose interest and you know, I go away. speaking uh, Italian.
2: The language they're speaking is a language of subtlety, something you don't understand.
4: I love the money pick. That is my answer to that statement.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a great... And that just, you know... I just want to say, like, just because you like a movie that somebody else doesn't or you don't like a movie that somebody else does, looking at you, Nicholas, I know uh, you You've had your... Differences when it comes to who likes what movies. Uh, who cares? Like the movie that you like. That's all that matters. If you don't like a, a movie, you don't like a movie. You know, you don't have to. There's no prerequisite. There's no... You know, like they say in Wayne's World, the Beatles didn't make songs that everyone enjoyed. They left that to the Bee Gees. So... Uh, let's let's talk about Kong. Um, now... We, we, we had mentioned that, Ashes, you had never seen the 33 version. But uh, how about you there, uh Agent in Jail? Um, what do you- I,
2: I love the 1933 version of King Kong. It's one of the films that I've actually seen multiple times. Um, in my household, old films is like where we go, so...
0: How about the uh, the seventy six version? Had you seen that? Were you aware that there was a seventy six version?
2: Yes, I was aware that there was a seventy six version. I've seen it twice, and I'm currently watching it right now for the third time. And how about? Oh, it's nice that they let you watch movies in jail. <laughs> yes, they let and me podcast. watch. And podcast. Yeah, and podcast and eat chocolate at the same time. It's one of those like, private
1: prisons, isn't it? And yeah. I,
3: and I thought our penal system was going down the tubes. This is fucking great.
2: <laughs> maybe maybe <laughs> I'll stop Benedict Cumber Snacks, too, and uh, go to jail with you.
0: His name is
3: Blender Dick.
2: <laughs> his jail... Yeah, the jail that I am in is under his house, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: So is it, is it um, really
2: jail, or are you just hiding out? <laughs> well... Uh, Wait till we find out later on in the episode.
0: Oh, boy. Uh,
2: I think I just heard a toilet flush. Is that him? I, I don't know. She's disposing of evidence.
0: She's disposing of all those drugs she had last
3: week. Oh, God. I, I, I went somewhere else. I'm not going to go there. Though.
0: So... Uh, how about how about uh, you, Ashes? Had you been aware that there was a seventy six i version? I
1: was aware that there was a seventy six version because I'm a fan of Jessica Lang. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I hadn't seen it. So I was aware of it, uh, but hadn't seen it.
0: Are you aware that uh, and this goes for you too, Nicole, that the seventy six version is the only one that has a direct sequel?
2: I was I'm not aware it, of that. It, it came out in the 80s, correct? Yeah, 81.
0: Um I have to double check, but it's it was called King Kong Lives and it oh, had Oh,
2: 86, 86.
0: And it yeah, and it's got uh, Linda Hamilton um which I thought was pretty fun, um but he uh apparently he f- he lived after he uh hit the ground so, I mean, we'll get into it, but, you know, and there, of course, there just happened to be a, a second gigantic uh, Kong-like ape who was a female, so that was fun. Um, but, yeah, it's a pretty interesting film. But how about the 2005, guys? When Have you guys ever seen that? Uh, before doing research for the podcast?
1: Uh, no, because I don't like to sit for longer than two hours to watch a movie, <laughs> to be
2: honest.
0: They thought I was kidding when I said it was three hours and seven minutes. Although, to be fair, we skipped the uh, seven-minute uh, insect giant bug oh, scene.
1: Yeah, he grabbed the remote. He's like, I'm doing you a favor right now. <laughs> and we, we, we bypassed that part.
0: We did see the giant millipedes like pawing at uh, what's her name? Naomi Watts' face. Yeah, and I was
1: just like, nope, that's it. I'm done. Nope, 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 nope. Um, I had seen bits and pieces of it. Um, they have played it on TV before, and I think that's where um, I've I've seen it. So obviously, not only was it edited for TV, but I always seem to jump in at like the worst part, like the worst time. You know, not at the beginning, not anywhere near uh, a part where you can actually flesh a storyline together. Right. So I've seen bits and pieces of it, but um, you know, in preparation for this, watching it was the first time that I watched it in its entirety.
0: So my impression of, of seeing these films and pretty much watching them back to back to back, because we watched the 33 version Thursday night, and then we watched part of the 76, and then we finished 76 and watched the entire uh, 2005 version um, last night. And seeing it is, you know, and it had, it had been probably 15, 20 years since the last time I saw the 76 version and around the same amount of time since I saw the 33. And watching it, it's very interesting seeing the stories are very similar, um, even if the, the, the characters are changed. The only consistent character in all of them is King Kong. Kong, yeah Um, because everybody else puts their own spin on it. And even with, you know, in the original, it was uh, brought to, I keep calling it claymation, but it's stop motion. Uh, Stop motion animation was done for the first one. And the second one was a combination of, you know, like mechanical and uh, people dressing up in suits. And then the third one obviously was motion capture done by the brilliant Andy Serkis, um, who also played the cook, Lumpy, in the film, so he got to be, you know, in front of the camera, like for real, as well as, um, you know, playing the the giant ape. And again, even though it was done differently each time, uh, the story was essentially the same. Like he was always that same character. He was always, you know, this revered as a god alpha. I don't I, I keep want to call him like an alpha predator or an apex predator but he's not a predator he's just like this alpha life form on this island. Um what did what did you guys think? We'll start with a uh, with a uh, jailbird McGee over there. Uh <laughs> what did what did you think of the difference between uh the three portrayals of Kong?
2: Um Well, just to be honest, I haven't seen all the entirety of the 2005 Peter Jackson version, but um, out of the three films, I really enjoyed the classic film just because of the rich story behind it of how it came to be. Uh, The creator of the Kong films, um, Cooper, he you know he had envisioned this uh, of like this predator, this monster. Just taking over, and the backstory is he used to work for the air force, and he got he got into the after working in the air force, he got into the movie business, and he had took he had written this film right before um, the Great Depression happened, and he are you okay? Are you dying?
0: No, I'm just coughing. I'm trying to like do no. it way away from the movie, <laughs> but didn't work.
2: Okay. Um so Cooper took it to Paramount Pictures and they didn't really like it. So RKO at the time was a it was a it was an industry that was just kind of falling apart. So King Kong kind of brought that the RKO pictures back to life. And I just for me as someone who loves movies, I love the old classic where they did everything kind of like it took them longer to get everything together, like the stock motion picture. And I do like the 2005 version that Peter Jackson with Andy Serkis just, you know, doing the CGI for it. Um, I really don't like the 1976 version at all.
0: How about you there, uh, Ashes? And then I'll get into my, my thoughts.
2: Okay. Um,
1: so, I going to preface this by saying I really wanted to like the 76 movie um, because I love Jessica Lang and I had no idea that young Jeff Bridges looked like that and holy <laughs> crap like This long, sandy, blonde hair and those eyes. According
0: to uh, Agent Nicole, Jeff Bridges in the 76 King Kong movie looks exactly (laughs) like the guy from The Big Lebowski.
2: (laughs) You're an asshole. You know that? Really? (laughs) Um,
1: So I really wanted to like it. So I'm going to actually, I'm going to backtrack a little bit. I'm going to start with the 33 film. I... Love the use of practical effects. I wish it was done more in today's like modern cinema. I understand the want and the need to, you know, use computer generation, you know, CGI and stuff. Um, but I
0: can I just jump in real quick on when, when about the uh, a point about the CGI. What uh, to give you like to give you an idea of like how long CGI takes to do things in the the 2005 version it took 18 months to make a cgi render of the empire state building in real life building the the empire state like actually constructing it took 14 months so it took 4 less months to build the actual structure than it did to make and that was in the the 20s than it did to actually make a computerized version of it i just you know throwing that out there for someone who's a fan of special effect uh, practical effect like i am and like you are they could have built a real one in less time probably would have been more expensive right but just saying
1: um so anyways getting back to the 33 film i appreciate when special uh, i mean when, when practical effects are are used and I like the film. I think that is uh, the 33 film is my favorite of the three films that we watched for several reasons. Um, One being, you know, I'm biased and I love old Hollywood. Another one being (laughs) I thought the storyline was really believable. And Mm -hmm. I thought that the character of Kong was believable to an extent Now, again, keeping in mind that this was made, um, you know, in the 30s, and that, you know, they do not have the technology, you know, they didn't have the technology that we have today, they weren't able to... Like, you kind of touched base a little little bit on this. Um, You know, Marion Cooper, the creator and writer, um, you know, the person who who conceived this character of King Kong, um, wanted to do more with the character, but was limited by what they could actually do. Mm
3: -hmm. So
1: I liked the fact that in the 76 version, you kind of got more... um, interaction between the people and Kong. You actually get to see the relationship between I think it's seven, the 76 movie. Her name was freaking Duan. Duan. <laughs> but the A and the W is switched. Yeah. I'm doing it to stand out. Dwan. Also. Um, I don't know what's going on. So that's another reason why the thirty-three and the seventy, uh, the thirty-three and the two thousand five versions were better because I like the character, the Ann Darrow character, uh, better than the Duan character. Um, but I appreciated the fact that the seventy-six movie actually kind of created that you, you could see the relationship between the female lead and the the beast. You know, the Beauty and the Beast, uh, which was obviously referenced throughout all three movies and then I liked how the 2005 version took the aspects of the 1933 version of the movie. I liked the fact that um, the 76 version didn't have a lot of Kong on Skull Island, versus uh-huh. the 33 version did. It showed Kong fighting dinosaurs and these really large like snakes and lizards and stuff. You know, Kong fighting these things, to protecting the you know Fay Ray and Daro character. You don't really see that too much in the '76 version. I think he a little bit like he kills like a snake or something like that.
0: He does fight, you know, giant monsters on on the '76 version, but but it's it's, not
1: it's not to the extent that it did on the '30s. Not nearly
0: as well done either,
1: right? Um, So the 2005 version. Uh, kind of encompassed all of the the things, the aspects that I liked of the two movies. They spent a lot of time on Skull Island. You got to see Kong in his natural habitat. You got to see the, you know, initial uh, relationship between the Andaro character who is played by Sienna Miller and, um, you know, uh, 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 King...
0: Naomi Watts?
1: Oh, Naomi, I always get them mixed up. They're
2: both like, aren't they both Australian? (laughs)
0: Uh,
1: australian
2: and blonde sienna, or something sienna miller's from england uh Na- naomi Watts is from your
0: um australia I'm i was so s- like was like wait a minute sienna miller
2: i was like wait i didn't see that version
1: Ugh. potatoes <laughs> potatoes uh, the blonde chick um nicole
0: kidman <laughs> naomi Watts, same guy patrick ewing deon warwick same guy
1: Okay, so anyways, um, I liked the fact that it showed the relationship between the two. So you got to see Kong, you know, really fighting for her on Skull Island and kind of showing that he would never harm her. And I really appreciated the scene where, you know, he fought off like three or four t-rexes like t-rex type creatures and Mm -hmm. he beat them he saved her and then proceeded to pretty much give her the butt (laughs) turn his you know turn away from her turn his back towards her and you know pretty much you know he was pissed off he was pissed off that you know this she had run away and he went after her and it was a good thing that he went after her because she wouldn't have been alive if he didn't um so you get to see this budding relationship between the two (laughs) budding (laughs) really we're we're five um and you know that relationship kind of progresses you know um throughout the throughout the movie so it kind of gives you uh more storyline between the two of them which I appreciated because it made everything make sense like there were certain things that happened in the 33 film that wasn't portrayed I probably because they couldn't portray it they couldn't they just couldn't do it because they didn't have the effects to do what they wanted to do you know that made sense in the 2005 film so I I think like my favorite Kong is probably um, I, I'm going to say that my favorite Kong is the 2005 one, but I liked the 33 movie the best, sheerly for the practical effects.
0: Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I have uh, similar similar views. The big difference, um, I think, between the three movies is the surrounding characters and how they are kind of fleshed out. The The 33 version, uh, the Jack Driscoll character is just on the boat, and he has really no interaction with Andaro, but all of a sudden, like, oh, we're in love. This is great. I'm going to go fight for you. Um, And, you know, what's his name there? Uh, Carl Denham knows that, you know, there's something on this island. He doesn't know exactly what, but knows it's something that will, you know, blow everybody away and make him this huge success. So that's his motivation. The second film, they're looking for uh, petroleum deposits. You know, Charles Grodin doesn't give two shits about the giant monkey until he realizes that he can't get all these these uh, this massive petroleum stockpile. Like, that's what he was looking for. Uh, he didn't care about anything else. And there was no Jack Driscoll character. They changed it to Jack Prescott. And he was an anthropologist. And he had, you know, seen these old... Uh, you know, like journal entries and things like that from hundreds of years ago that indicated that there was something on this island that was this giant uh, uh, alpha creature. And that's what he was interested in. You know, he was interested in it for a, a purely scientific reason. But <sighs> the Duan character, uh, she was pretty much garbage. Like I know Jessica Lang's a good actress, but the character herself is she was just garbage. She spent the entire movie running away, and then it it's almost like they had to force the fact that she didn't want Kong to be dead, you know, when the when the airplanes came. As opposed to in the other two films, like like Naomi Watts' character actually develops a relationship, you know, obviously it's not the same relationship the, the, the ape wants, but it's this relationship where like, oh, I really like this, this animal, like I recognize this as this unique species that I don't want any harm to come to him you know, and they show, you know, multiple bones and skeletons and things like that showing that Kong may be the last of his species, and in this one the 2005 version, he's actually portrayed as a silverback uh, and he's older, he's more scarred, he's got like these these battle wounds, you know, from you know, just living on this island with these giant creatures, and <clears throat> I thought it was really well done the way they actually gave real ape-like qualities. Like Andy Serkis's performance in the motion capture suit was brilliant. I mean, they hooked up 132 different sensors to his face just so they could capture every uh, every nuance, every single uh, you know muscle contraction everything to keep him uh, to really give the ape a personality
1: I think that's that's exactly what we were talking about last night when we were watching it Um, you know they did a pretty good job with it in the 33 uh, movie you know working with what they could um, they had several different dolls and stuff of, of the King Kong character. Um, so they tried to kind of port like like convey a personality in the '76 movie. It was just weird um, that it was the eyes. They didn't get the eyes right on the, the animatronic uh, creature that they created for or this the suit. movie. Um, you know, it was just it. Was the, It was off and it created a really just kind of like creepy, almost disturbing, um, you know, uh, character of of Kong. So it was it was nice to see that in the 2005 version that somebody really did their homework and, you know, uh, did a really good job, you know, portraying this character because, you know, primates um, show emotion, Mm -hmm. you know. And, you know, if you've ever been to like a zoo, if you've had the opportunity to see a gorilla in um, kind of its natural habitat or, you know, you've you've watched some, you know, a a documentaries, some sort of special on TV, you know that, you know, these creatures actually do, you know, form bonds and show emotion and you know uh, have have personalities and I really appreciated the fact that that's what they um they did like it's almost like you know the character really evolved with the 2005 movie Uh, they were able to um, really make you feel for this character now I'm gonna let you know uh, see if Nicole has anything else to add before I go on one of the rants that I went on the other night as to why I love these movies but I didn't like these movies no
0: you can go (laughs) well I I I still had a couple of things okay well go ahead um you know, to kind of touch on that, I can understand in 1933 that there wasn't as much anthropological research being done on gorilla behavior. But by 1976, we had already had, you know, Jane Goodall had already begun her research on chimps and, and there was, uh, you know, a lot of research being done with primate behavior. So there was really no excuse to have Kong as a completely upright, standing uh, uh creature that walked on two feet like the way that he moved his locomotion so to speak mm-hmm. uh, for the third film that was real like that's how these apes move like uh, you know using his his uh, his feet because he's got you know the what are you doing over there you're wrecking the place aren't Benedict's you
1: Benedict Cumberbatch um, uh,
0: sorry my bad ah um but they actually were able to you know to capture the essence of the character and the actual like the primate like using his back feet using his you know because they used his back feet the same way he would use his hands um one of the things i liked the most is that the 33 film and the 76 film this i mean the 2005 film was actually a remake and there were a lot of Shot for shot, uh, uh, I don't. I want to. I don't want to say like an homage, but that's really what it was. Where, when Kong kills the final uh, T Rex, he does so the exact same way they did in the 1933 film, which I thought was uh, animated incredibly well. Like it was so well done. Um, they also had the uh, the T Rex because. And you and I talked about this when we were watching it. Ashes the. Uh, there wasn't a lot of knowledge about uh, dinosaur anatomy and like how they moved. Like well, in regards to the
1: 1933 movie, yeah, from the when they had the Brontosaurus
0: eat the person. Well, not, i not, not even that. The the 1933 version where the T Rex is standing upright and has three fingers. Which they mm-hmm. did for the third film. Like he had three; they, they had three fingers, but they actually were leaning forward more, like their their normal posture, where the head and the tail are on the same plane, um, as opposed to standing upright and the tail dragging on the ground. So, like there were a lot more details because there was a lot more knowledge in that. So, like you, you can't uh, you can't fault them in the in the previous films for portraying things that. Uh, there just simply wasn't enough information about because dinosaur fossils had only been discovered 35 years ago, so there really wasn't a whole lot of knowledge about the anatomy and, like, how things were put together. And So I don't give him that, but the thing that I, I thought was the best was showing the actual interaction between Kong and Anne, and when Anne would do something that he liked, you know, he would you know make his hooting sounds and his and is you know essentially what amounts to laughter
3: mm-hmm.
0: you know and enjoyment and then when you know he was doing something that she didn't like and she told him to stop like and like he's you know it's really cool like it, it kind of like threw him off and he's like i don't understand this and he started throwing things around and throwing a temper tantrum and then the rock landed on his head and kind of dazed him and he it was just so well done, and you could see like the genuine emotion that Kong had for Anne. Um, I just thought it was it was so well done the way this character was portrayed in this film, and it was the way it was done in 1933, and the 76 version. Just, I mean, there were a lot of flaws with that problem. They only had two different like pieces of music that they played throughout the entire film and, you know, making making uh, Duan and Kong have a little bit of a, a weird sexual tension going on, mm-hmm. that shit was weird. That was really weird, and I did not like that. Um, but, yeah, I think that's uh, that's where I was coming from. Um, the other thing I liked is that they kept the size of the, the ape... Roughly the same throughout all three films, about twenty-five feet or so. I like that. Uh, so, Ashes, what's what's your rant? What's okay? What have you got?
1: Well, I'm going to start off by saying this character has become one of the world's most famous movie icons, having inspired countless sequels, remakes, spin-offs, imitators, parodies, cartoons, books, comics, video games. Theme park rides, and even a stage play. His role in the different narratives varies, ranging from a rampaging monster to a tragic anti hero. And that's where I have my issue. He is, uh, you know, the, the fact that he at times is portrayed as this monster. And I don't see him that way because, you know, these people, regardless of the movie, They land on this island, this island that is not theirs. You know, it is inhabited by natives. These natives have this way of, you know, they named him King Kong. They have this way of honoring him, you know, and and respecting this animal and the animals on Skull Island. And, you know, it's just he was a, a primate living in his natural habitat. Now granted the natural habitat was a little weird from what we're we're used to and was you know weird from what you know the characters of the the yeah, the non-native uh characters of the movies um were used to. But you know they saw him as this opportunity to make money. So they rip him from his home and pretty much make him you know dance for money you know try to exploit him you know to make to make money and then get pissed when he gets pissed off and decides to you know go and and it's not even like his his he doesn't intentionally ruin new york city you know that that's not his intention but he is this animal who is not where he's supposed to be He is far from home He doesn't know where he is He is just a frightened soul Looking for some sort of familiarity and that's what I hate about these movies is that they try to portray him in this this light. That, oh, King Kong, you know, monstrous creature from Skull Island. And that's not it at all. You know, um, you see with, you know, and, and you see this in all of the, the movies. His interaction with the female lead character, he's so uh, sensitive and soft and l- almost l- loving in a sense you know like he grows yeah. to you know um, what we, we we could interpret as a loving uh, emotion towards the female character so you know it's I just I I had this crazy inner quarrel watching these movies because you know you have people seeing him as this bad guy and that's how he's portrayed in some of the other media you know king kong he's going to destroy everything but you know inside like he's he's not that character though it's the whole it's it's kind of like um it's kind of nature versus nurture um
0: it's just it's just him being it, you know animal him.
1: instincts um you know like you can't scold an animal for doing what you know going towards like what it believes is right you know it's like when my <laughs> Uh, cats do something, you know, it's like, well, it's a cat, so that's what it's going to do, you know, like, I mean, I can't, I can't be mad at it for being a cat, like, you can't, it's like these character, the other characters, the supporting, you know, human characters, were pretty much getting mad at this, this primate, for being an overgrown gorilla Like it was King Kong's fault That he was an overgrown gorilla You know And I just I, I, find, I found that very frustrating And I found that I um, really... Sympathized more with the Andaro character in the two thousand and five version, portrayed by Naomi Watts, not Sienna Miller. Not
2: Sienna.
1: Um, <laughs> you know, because she saw that, like she understood yeah. that. You know, she had that connection with Kong on the on the island. She saw mm-hmm. that. You know, he. Um, kind of you know went against some of his animal instincts like he saw her and he was kind of you know in an animalistic way infatuated with her um you know and and showed her compassion in his own way and you know that that's something that she she saw and she was able to you know when they went look, you know, when the other characters in all of the, the films, you know, went looking for the female lead, you know, some of them died in the process and some of them died at the hands of Kong because they were attacking him. They were attacking him in his home. And, you know, whereas the female lead character always kind of approached Kong with a kindness. A timidness?
0: Although to be fair, uh if you look at every single one of the the portrayals of uh, Kong in the in the uh in the interaction that he'd had with every other female, like it's like, okay, this is a marriage ceremony, you're going in to see uh you know, you're gonna be betrothed and given to Kong and you know there was always like this massive you know, amount of bones and this huge open grave where there were all kinds of female skeletons that were torn apart, you know, and this is the first time that this didn't happen because, you know, she, you know, in each case was... uh This wasn't indoctrinated into her where it's like, okay, you're going to Kong, Kong's going to do whatever he wants, and, like, that's it. You know, so it was almost a... Uh, <clears throat> you know, like a, a, weird, uh, a weird experience for Kong himself. Now, to what you were saying, like, that happens so often in film where we take something that... It's something that's just doing what it normally does. You know, Jaws, the, you know, the animals in Jurassic Park. They weren't evil. They're portrayed as the bad guys. We're rooting for the heroes, but... These animals are just doing what they do. I root
1: for the dinosaurs.
0: Yeah, I know you do. (laughs) But that's not what we're supposed to do. Like, I root for the shark in Jaws. You know, but they're just doing what they do. Like, you come into their their home, their habitat, and start trying to... Like, if somebody walked into your house and was like, Oh, well, we're going to watch this TV show, and I'm going to eat this food. It's like, No, fuck you. This isn't your house.
1: I say that to you all the time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't need the whole house. I just need my room.
1: Um, but no, I, I, I get what you're saying. It 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 is uh, something that happens all throughout uh, cinema. It just breaks my like that. The final scene in each movie is pretty much the same um with the 33 version and the 2005 version he's on top of the Empire State Building the 76 version he's on top of one of the World Trade Centers um you know uh on top of this 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 large building getting shot at ultimately killed um you know and and you just can't help but think you know it's not his fault. Like it's it, it's not his fault that you know. It, but yet he's the one being punished for it. And I just mm-hmm. that inner quarrel that I have in that during that scene, you know, and especially in the in the two thousand and five version, um, mm-hmm. you know, they really focus on Andaro's reaction afterwards. You know, the whole uh, you see Kong slip off of the building and it's just its so emotional and she just loses it you know she's just in, in disbelief you know because she was trying to tell everyone that no no he's not a monster he's really nice like you just you know you need to give him a chance like this this is it's not his fault you are the ones that ripped him from his home you are the ones who put him in a cage you are the ones who exploited him for for your own entertainment and now you're killing him because he's just doing what, you know, mm-hmm. gorillas like do. naturally do, yeah. Exactly. Like, oh my God, that part, like, well, it, it just breaks my heart.
0: I understand, you know, why the stuff that happens happens. I mean, especially in the 2005 version. Because people version.
1: are douchebags. Well, he
0: goes through and start, <laughs> like, if they hadn't have chained him up and, like, started, like, doing things that made it seem like she was in danger or just, like, infuriating him, I mean, he does kill a fair amount of people. He kills about four dozen people.
1: But again, it's not his fault. Uh,
0: Part of it. When he picks people up and like, oh, is this my girlfriend? No. And just like throws her aside. Like, yeah, that's his fault.
1: Yeah, But he doesn't like how how, uh, again, like it's
0: no, I I get it.
1: animal behavior versus, you know, I'm sorry. An animal's not going to behave the way that you want it to.
2: Yeah, I, thing- I completely agree with you, Ashes, with this whole thing. Like, I, I had a question before you had started, Durant, of like, do you see Kong as a victim or as just a monster? And, like, I completely agree with you. Oh, he's You're a victim. taking. Oh, yeah, I agree. Like, he's a victim. You're taking him out of what he knows, and he's going to react in a violent way when he's put in a situation where he has no control over. Anything.
0: Yeah, you can't rationalize with them. You can't like sit down and have a calm discussion,
1: right? So I'm very I'm very eager because I enjoyed for the most part the portrayal of of Kongs in American cinema. Um, and as a side note, I actually learned something the other day. I thought that King Kong was the American response to Japan's Godzilla, and apparently. It's the other way around. Godzilla was Japan's response to the success of Godz- of of King Kong.
0: Yeah, they wanted to do something similar to, you know, uh King Kong. I mean, they they'd had, you know, their own stuff obviously, but um, I don't think it was really done in response, but they looked to King Kong when you know, like how to do. Well, I
1: thought, yeah, I was under the impression that Godzilla came first, and somebody was like, "Oh, what can we do?" You know. So I was, I was surprised to yeah. find out that King Kong actually came first.
0: I do, uh, I do have a little clip I want to play because my dad used to play this song all the time when I was a kid, and I've heard the, uh, I've, I've heard the album a thousand times, but this song always reminds me of uh, of King Kong. So I'm going to go ahead and see if that... Ah,
1: and you're not that. plugged in. <laughs> there we go. What is this?
0: It's called Gorilla by James Taylor. He's got arms like legs. He's got hands on his feet. My favorite part coming up. He's got a nose like a donut. You just like that they
4: mention
0: food. don't use to Well, if you listen to the song, the whole song actually goes right to the point you were saying. It's all about how, you know, he's in a zoo and it's not He's not there because he wants to be. He doesn't want to be in the zoo. He's not like this monster. He's He just wants to, you know, be left alone.
1: He's not bad. He's just drawn that way. Yeah.
0: <laughs> he's, he's from Cool, uh, cool World, uh, Jessica Rabbit. But it's just all about, like, you know, like he mentions how, you know, he doesn't use weapons. He doesn't eat meat. And it's all about, and gorillas have been known to use tools and weapons. But it's all about you know. Uh, well, how... yeah,
1: because you know, I. Uh, but you know, evolution's not real, so.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so I'm very, um, I'm very eager to see how this character is portrayed
0: in the upcoming movie. Oh, I can't wait! I can't wait to see this. I can't wait either. And then, my only question is, uh, from what I've uh, I've seen and heard and read, that Kong in this film is going to be about hundred feet tall. Which is obviously a huge departure because he's twenty to twenty-five feet in all the other films, uh, at least the the other uh, American films, you know, the ones that we're covering today. However, uh, because he's being it's being primed to fight Godzilla um, in a two thousand twenty film after the second Godzilla movie comes out, because um, this Kong movie takes place in nineteen seventy-three. This new one coming up, so. Once we get to that point, we're going to have Kong versus Godzilla, and it's going to be amazing. My only issue is, how does a hundred foot Kong fight a four hundred and fifty foot Godzilla? If you have any thoughts, you know, let us know. Clearly, Kong has superior agility; like that's that's obvious. And I'm guessing he's a lot smarter.
1: Well, I mean, I'm I'm sure that you know. After we actually see, um, you know, the upcoming. Kong movie will be able to analyze this a little bit more and have more of an opinion. Oh yeah, you know. Cause but he's definitely
0: he's definitely faster. I don't know about stronger, but he's faster maybe he's
1: stocky. That's all. Well, he
0: can he can be stocky, but you know, <laughs> you know if if uh, you know I'm a I'm a, a hefty guy, but if I have to go fight someone that's four and a half times my size, uh, that's a problem because I am fighting somebody that's twenty three feet tall.
1: Let them fight.
0: So it would be like me fighting Kong. Bye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Bye. So I think that's gonna gonna wrap up our thoughts on Kong. Unless listen, Nicole, you have anything else? No. All right. So let's uh, wrap that up. We'll go to break. When we come back. We'll discuss our uh, battle results from last week, and uh, wrap things up. Do you love a scary story? You love to dance. The big scary monster hunts at midnight. is a collection of dark songs
4: about sex, love, death, revenge, and the end of the world. Brought to you by the world's greatest monster hunting electro band, The Danks.
0: Hi, everybody. Hi. (laughs) Hello. Nicole is uh, under the sea in the raft. Under
2: the sea. Under the sea. Is it really
1: better down where it's water? Oh, wait. No, don't answer that. (laughs) 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 It's not an episode until I hit Nicole Snore. (laughs) True.
0: (laughs) So... We uh, last week Had our, our, our battle And the battle was Who do you think With a week of preparation Would win in a fight Between Old Man Logan And Batman from The Dark Knight Returns comic And overwhelmingly uh, Folks chose Old Man Logan uh, I did not I uh, I and I believe Only one other person I believe it was Evil Evil Corny the only other uh, only have a smart one chose oh, excuse Batman me because I look at it and I'm, I'll let you guys state your your case as well mm-hmm. but I look at it as Batman can defeat anyone if he has a week of of prep time he can beat anybody as evident what the fuck Excuse me? What do you mean, what the fuck? You don't see what I'm seeing. Is he dressed as a bee? Or (laughs) it looks like a bee. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, There's a man. Patrick,
1: do not get any ideas. There's a man on the computer
0: screen uh, dressed like a bee uh, wearing what amounts to three strings. It's like Kubo in the three strings uh, dancing on the subway like a bee. Uh, some sort of cod piece, and like that's about it. Uh, so that's that's interesting. This oh. bee goes buzz. Ooh, people are giving him dollars.
1: Oh, there you go. Oh, he's wearing. Heels. Actually, maybe you should no, do heels. that. You know, I know,
0: right? I could get some money. They'd give me You've money. We're looking to for put a second job. Back on. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so
1: I I moonlight a, as a bee.
0: <laughs> given a given a week of. Uh, A week of preparation, uh, he was able to defeat Superman, uh, who is more powerful than both a locomotive and a Wolverine. So that's what what I had to go with. That's why I went... Because Batman, with prep, could beat anyone. Like, he he would hook up some sort of, like, giant magnet, and then, like, Wolverine would stick to that, and then he'd be like, well, looks like my job is done would to be like, er, let me down, bub. And He'd be like, no, and like that would be it. It'd be a short comic.
1: Okay, first of all, he does not sound like that.
0: Who doesn't sound like what?
1: None of them sound like that.
0: Hey, look, let me down, like you know. Oh, okay, Here we you.
1: there we go. Um, no, I think old man Logan. Uh, so, yeah, he is older. Uh, still has that healing factor. Granted, it's not as great as it used to be, but it's still there. Therefore, he's still pretty much indestructible.
0: And defenseless against magnets.
1: Yeah, but you don't... Is is adamantium... Magnetic? Like
0: yes. Says who? Says the movie's says the comics says every time he's fought against and not Magneto. to mention
1: like he would need a really massively strong magnet because uh,
0: he has every he has a not fucking to mention
1: space wait station. not to mention Batman's suit is often made of like steel and magnetic well like-
0: clearly he wouldn't wear his steel or magnetic suit
1: yeah therefore Wolverine could rip him apart before no Batman he couldn't. even had the chance. He's, to show up And like Do the magnet he thing He would
0: He would Use a similar tactic As he did You know what would happen Super Okay No He would Overload He would overload Wolverine's fight, 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 Heightened fight. senses With some sort of Sonic attack Disorienting him, and he can't recover as fast as he used to, and then magnetize the shit out of him, and then just leave him there. You
1: want to know what would happen? This is what would happen Old Man Logan, Aka, Hugh Jackman would show up and just give the smolder look, and Batman would be like, I'm done, you win. <laughs> Defeated by the Smolder.
0: Uh, we already know that Batman oh, likes that the smolder. Younger
1: people. Smolder.
0: Batman doesn't like the older ones. He likes the younger ones.
1: Yeah, but you know what? Every time uh, th- there's an exception to every rule. Mm. There is an exception to he every. He would go for rule. somebody with
0: money first. he He'd yeah, go with you know what? King. Yeah,
1: but you know what? Like like old man Logan has the it factor, so he would just look at Hugh Jackman. And Hugh Jackman's Hugh Jackman eyes and just be like, hey, buddy, you win. Hey, do you have some money I can borrow to buy a
0: boat for my old bald man that I travel with? Like, I mean you they both go? do have old man Hold
1: on, let me finish my, 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 oh my fantasy God. moment here. Your
0: fantasy is old man Logan and Batman?
1: Uh, for right now it is. I'm oh, <laughs> shut your face. Shut shut, 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 shut shut your face. Um yeah, so like 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 you know, old man Logan would just have his claws out and then they'd see each other and then like Batman would drop his batarangs. And Logan would retract his claws, and he would just give him this smolder face. And Batman would take off his mask, and Batman would be like, "Hey, man, you want to know my secret identity?" You know, Batman would be like, "My name is Bruce Wayne. Call me Bruce Wayne. Let's go get a drink." And then they go get a drink. They They go to a bar, and they talk about how miserable they are, and and like that's really what would happen. They'd be like, "Man, you're old. I'm
2: old." Getting too old for this shit. Um, so Go have I'm, a beer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like looking online right at the moment. And there's a lot of Wolverine slash Batman fan fiction. Like there's one that says Wolverine. Is it, is it and- erotic fan fiction? <laughs> um, let me see. Let me see.
1: The I'm ratings. sure
0: there is.
1: Because we, yeah, yeah. we should write that. Oh, my God. this is. We're going to start a Throwdown Thursday fan fiction. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> there's going to yep. be an erotic... Every battle we throw down, there's going to be an erotic <laughs> counterpart. Oh, I hope yeah,
3: for next week. Don't, don't make it slash fiction. <laughs> don't need to go there. I don't do slash. I don't
2: do slash.
0: I'm just telling you right now that if anyone does that for our battle next week, we're going to have some problems. Because <laughs> we've already chosen what the battle is. I'm not saying it, but when you hear it next week, if someone's like, oh, yeah, that's right for an erotic fiction no, oh, it's, not. It no it's not. It could technically be
2: considered
1: masturbation.
0: Yes. Oh
2: my god. Yeah, I just I looked at I just picked one chapter from this fanfiction and mm, that is definitely erotica.
0: Wolverine entered the Bat Cave. <laughs> Batman
3: let out a sigh.
2: <laughs> okay, <'cause... laughs>
4: oh, Jesus.
1: <laughs> the adamantium makes it stay stiffer for longer.
0: Oh, yes. oh, Jesus! Oh, I thought all of your bones were covered in adamantium. Are oh you wish, God. Bob?
2: Uh, 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 anyway, so anyways, <laughs>
1: old man Logan beat Batman to an overwhelming response. It
0: was nine to two. Nine to two, so four and a half to one. So, yeah, that's what happened. And uh so, I think now is a a good time to stop talking about this because this is <laughs> all this talk is making me lose my horny. <laughs> what the fuck was that? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, what? the What was that? Uh, <laughs>
1: Nicole, this is the shit that I have to deal with when you're not in the studio.
0: Oh, I did. Sorry. I did have an idea, Nicole. Now that you're you're on, I was thinking. Uh, I found out something that I said. You might remember this from what I said from work last year. But I was thinking like a new slogan. Last year, yeah, we have like this new. Uh, I was thinking about uh, we could do a new slogan instead of, uh, you know, see you next Thursday. What if we said, if you can't diabetes, dia, join us. What do you think about that? That's a good one, right? We could get Wilfred Brimley to say it.
1: Isn't he dead?
0: I, whatever. We could probably splice something didn't he? Didn't
1: he die of beaties?
0: I don't know. <laughs> die of uh, You, you no. just
2: got it. <laughs> oh. I'm beauty. just dying from that horrible fucking <laughs> pun.
0: <laughs> yeah. So just so you know, whenever she says, oh, my God, I hate your stupid puns. And then she does it herself. <laughs> is, is he still alive, Wolfie? Yep, he's, oh, still, he's alive. still alive. Okay, he's uh, two hundred.
1: Oh, 200. only, only.
0: Uh, Apparently,
1: yeah. there's a cat out there that looks like him. Oh yeah, has his own Instagram account.
0: Wilfred Brimley, his mustache should have its own uh, Instagram account. Ah. Uh. Uh... Yeah, I think this is. I think think we should probably wrap it up. This is the time. This is the time on Sprockets when we dance. So, um, I think we're going to go ahead and uh, end this episode mercifully. And uh, we have
1: some crazy awesome stuff planned for next week. Yeah, next
0: week we are going to talk about some secondary characters from Beauty and the Beast, and I'm not going to tell you mine because I haven't decided who it's going to be yet. So, slacker. Yeah, and we record in a few minutes. All right. Everybody, we (laughs) We will see see you you next next Thursday.